Baseball is back, and so are we. Let's step into that on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, and it's my new co-host, Casey Bubba, and it's you, and we're talking baseball. Can you believe it? Oh, my God, it's finally here. It's finally back. Uh, of course, most of you who listened to the show the last uh, year and a half or so, you uh, loved Chris Meany, and I love him as well. He is still a good friend of ours, and Chris had some great opportunities he could not say no to, and we we wish him all the best, but don't worry, boys and girls, because I got a banger of a co-host for you for MLB this season. He's the one, the only Casey Bubba. Bubba, welcome to the On Deck Circle, my dude. I am so happy to have you. I know you did great work at TQE, at Fantrax, uh, the Bench with Bubba podcast, for those who don't know, is a fantastic pod. I've been a guest many, many, many times. Bubba, welcome to Line Star. Pick up a bat, baby. Let's go to work. Well, thanks for having me, Joey P. This is going to be great. It's always fun chatting with you and uh, love chatting baseball anytime I can. So it's good to move from being in the hole to on deck. So it's a beautiful thing. That's right. We finally got you out of that hole, you know, and then, you know, it's, and it's hard, you know, especially when you're short, like me to be in the hole, <laughs> eh, it's no, it's no good. Like you can barely oh. see over there. You can't tell what's going on, but we've actually got baseball. Can you believe it? After all this, the nonsense and ridiculousness of the back and forth of the last few months like i'm still sitting here in shock that we're actually here today and there's actual baseball that's going to be recorded and and shown and and matter and we can play dfs once again yeah it's, it's pretty crazy because it seemed very doom and gloomy for quite some time there and even when they came back and all the positives were coming out you're thinking this is never gonna work and then they've kind of uh taken it seriously so I guess we'll wait and see how the traveling goes and how that continues to, to take place because, you know, people's health is first and foremost. But it's great to have it because it did not look positive at one, at one point. And uh, it's been fun. I know it's just been exhibition games, but having baseball on TV has been great. Now we get the real deal. we got two aces going tonight. Got a rivalry on the West Coast. Uh, we have baseball and a big Friday coming up. And a special shout out to uh, Dan and Eric and the whole team over at Line Star. They do just some fantastic work over here. and We're just so grateful to them. And for bringing us back here and for saying, hey, don't worry, you know, the show will be back whenever sports is back. And that's not the case in a lot of places. So I want to send out a special thank you to my dudes at Line Star because I'm going to get emotional for a second because you guys are so great. But they are. It's true. And if you haven't already, I'm telling you, go get the Line Star app because if you're playing DFS without it, you're just doing it wrong. Go to LineStarApp.com. Go check it out. Go follow them on Twitter at Line Star app, DFS and MLB as well they have an mlb section um i'm telling you it's also on facebook line star app it is the best tools and i've seen all the tools man i worked when fanduel had content for fanduel i worked oh, for many a dfs company in my life and i have been doing this for you know quite some many years now more than i'd like to mention as, as long as dfs has been around i've been doing it pretty much and i'll tell you this much there's never been a system that is easy to use as user-friendly just gives you the information and get you in there and, and get you out. And that's what we try to do here on the show, too. And if you're new to the show, even if you don't play DFS, I'll know a lot of people listen to the show just because they like a, a quick, you know, 25, 30 minute baseball podcast every day that kind of just talk about what's going on and it helps them set their season long lineups. So we welcome everybody. So go subscribe 
to the on deck uh, podcast for line star DFS. Again, that's the line star DFS on deck podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google. iHeartRadio. We're everywhere that you listen to podcasts. So go out there, subscribe. And every day, boom, when the show drops, hey, look, you have a little notification. You can listen to the show. You set your lineups because it's going to look a little different. Obviously, there's no crowd. Well, that's going to be different. They say there's no spitting, which I say, haha, not <laughs> happening. Everyone's going to be spitting and chewing. Grossness, so good luck with that one. But my my take here in the early going is, you know, I think pitching will be ahead of hitting for the most part. But, you know, I'm concerned with the number of innings we're going to get in these first few weeks. So with that being said, how does this really affect you? It probably doesn't affect you in the first couple nights here of baseball because you're getting the aces who are probably going to go six innings or thereabouts. How does this affect like the back of the rotation, guys? It's a great question because, like you said, the aces are going to go out and they're going to throw six innings or so, give or take. They're pretty stretched out. And there's other teams where the pitchers are ready to go for the most part, but there's always going to be a couple that aren't on these staffs, a lot of piggybacking. So you kind of kind of have to have that mindset in years past where the Rays would have the openers and you could go with Yarborough or Torino's trying to pick up the W, get those DFS points, or maybe find some um, cheap pitching and, and load up on bats in certain scenarios. It's going to be interesting, even like um, certain teams with all these deep in bullpens and if the, they can pull pitchers earlier now and play matchups faster. There's a lot of things we can do, even with the three, pitch, uh, three batter minimum in the relief pitching world. So it is going to change things a bit early. The good thing is, is we should be ready to rock and roll about the second, maybe third time through the rotation. So it won't drag on too long. Yeah. And the season will be over, right? Right at that point, right? <laughs> By the time the end of the third. <laughs> True. Uh, but look, but all seriousness, I, I, I agree. I think these first couple weeks here, I think it's very important to choose your pitchers wisely. And we will do that with you here on the program. We're going to take you through and, and we do things differently here. We don't go position by position. Oh, this guy costs this much and this guy on this cycle. No. That's not what we do. We talk about each game. We break down the games, how we see it playing out, what the targets are, what the values are, how we want to build lineups, and how some of these guys, you know, like a perfect, for instance, last year, you know, we, we had a lot of guys and some teams like the Orioles and the Giants at times that were great lineup builders, and we would use them constantly because it allowed us to go up to the top of the board for some pitching. And, you know, it's, it's more theory than it is telling you, play this lineup. Because the DFS, that's not that's not going to help you. What's going to help you is understanding the theory behind it and why certain plays are better than others. And, and that's what we're trying to do here. You know, the the screenshotting guys on the other websites that show, look at me, I want one hundred and fifty thousand dollars every night for five nights. They never show you when they lose. OK, that that's that, that's that's a little trick here. We're about winning consistently. and We're about playing the long game here because most people, let's be honest, especially right now in the pandemic. You know, a lot of people out of work right now. A lot of, you know, people are trying to make things work for themselves. And a lot of people are home bored, too. And, you know, don't want to just throw their money away, but they want a little action. They want to play. And we're going to help you with all that. So that's what the uh, that's what the on deck show is all about. That's what we're all about here. And um, that being said, too, Bubba, um, you know, because it's huge baseball news. Let's just talk about it real quick. The Mookie Betts um, signing. Ooh, that's a lot of money. Speaking of a lot of money, Mookie Betts is doing well, by the way. Yes, the doing just fine. I think I think it's safe to say he's done all right for himself. Mm-hmm. I was shocked by the length of the deal. I mean, I get it; he's a great player, but the value is tied to his legs. What do you think about this deal? Is this is this the end of Cody Bellinger in LA? It's weird because as a, as a Giants fan, I absolutely despise it. It just means more Dodger lo- love. But um, <laughs> as as long as there's no salary cap, I don't think it's the end of Cody Bellinger. That's the crazy thing. They just they keep 
they keep spending money. They have a bunch of youth that they can kind of replace the old guys with. Use that money to go somewhere else. So I wouldn't say it's the end yet. The uh, 13 years did surprise me. We saw Harper get a big deal, Machado, Trout. They're giving these young guys deals, but we've seen how that doesn't work all the time as well. It's just one injury away or something, and boom goes the dynamite. So I don't want to say – I'm not saying Mookie um, Betts is going to get injured by any means, but it's it's a real risky deal. Like you said, a guy, he has power. He can hit for great average. We've seen him do it all. But when a lot of that is tied to the legs, like you're saying, eventually that's going to wear down. Playing center field will wear guys down as well. So eventually, does he become like a Charlie Black when he moves to right field, doesn't steal bags anymore? Is that guy worth the money at that point? We'll see. Yeah, it's a great question. And and yeah, he's a phenomenal athlete and a phenomenal yep. baseball player. And extraordinary because we see a lot of great athletes. Like Byron Buxton's a great athlete, right? But I always felt like when I watched him play in the minor leagues and in, you know, in, in low A and double A all the way through, you know, to the big leagues. I always felt like this guy's a greater athlete, but he's he's lacking a lot of baseball acumen sometimes, and it shows up as you continue to move level to level. And you know, I, look, I get what the Dodgers are doing; they're trying to get the most out of that deal too, because certainly they did not get as much out of it this year than they anticipated. But mm-hmm. hey, everybody's playing the same amount of games at the end of the day, and the Dodgers are stacked. Um, the other thing that I'm looking at going into the season too is I'm I'm really paying attention to the quality and the quantity of bullpen arms. And I'll, I'll give you a for instance, too. Like, I feel much better in the daily slate approaching it this year with looking at teams like the Yankees, who are very good anyway, you know, being willing to pay the premium for those guys, the Dodger pitchers, because I know what they're turning over into when they get to the sixth, seven, eighth, ninth inning. Whereas some other teams, like the Phillies, for instance, whose bullpen is a raging uh, fire of trash right now. Like I have no, I, Joe Girardi is going to have to save games. I have no idea what's going <laughs> to happen there, dude, but those guys, I'm going to be fading the Nolas and the wheelers until I'm proven otherwise. So do you think that's like a hot take or you think that's a good approach when we're looking here? Because even guys like the Brewers starters, I feel better about some of the Brewers starters getting W's than I do necessarily about, you know, guys in the Phillies, which, you know, you, you wouldn't think that because I don't think they have a, a starter as good as Aaron Nola. But at the same time, it, I'm really struggling to see the bridge to the W, and that, and those points matter in DFS. They matter a lot, and it's it's a very good point, especially like we mentioned the Yankees. You know, Cole can go six tonight, and then he hands it over to one of the best bullpens in baseball. You know, for the seventh, eighth, ninth, and you, you're pretty confident on how things play out in that scenario. Not always the case, but you feel pretty confident, and and it does uh, hinder some other teams, that's for sure. Especially teams where you know the starters maybe go on five or six innings, and you're going to need a lot of that bullpen. So it's definitely something to consider. Um, aces are aces to me, but I don't think you're completely wrong, especially on this year where they're they're going to let guys get their work in, but they're not going to like extend them. Like I was talking to someone when we talked about Kershaw tonight, he could be dealing against the Giants. They still might yank him after six at like 90 pitches because why push it farther type thing. So yeah. the Dodgers bullpen's good, but they're also going to take care of these guys at the same time. So it's something to definitely consider. Not the end-all be-all, but definitely more – more in consideration this year than normal years. Yeah, and the other things under consideration too is I'm just going to continue to pound on certain pitching staffs as well. Yes. Like we did it last year, and now I'm going to do it even more because this weighted schedule too where poor teams like the Orioles <laughs> are just going to get yeah. beat. Yeah. Tommy down, Malone's like, our opening day starter. That's all you need. Oh, oh, I just, I just got to <laughs> chill. I just, gotta, I just went all the way up and down the spine, Bubba. Like, oh, it's crazy. And And look, that's – and again – opening day that means he's the best option they have let that sink in for a moment and uh yeah it's gonna be a lot of looking at the slate and going okay who are the orioles the pirates playing 
Um, who the Giants playing? No, sorry, I know you know earmuffs, Bubba. No, it's fine. It's fine. I get it. I'm cool with it. You're in a transition. That's what I call it. Yeah, three championships in the decade. We're cool. It's cool. Hey, exactly. You know that's exactly right. There you go. See, and then they get all. You know, you're turning the page. You, you, you tried for one more. It didn't work out. And you know, now you're in a weird transition here. Next year, you hopefully you'll be a real team again. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, they they talk about hurting for people, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, no Longoria. Out. Belt, <laughs> um, out, belt out, cozy out. out for the year. <laughs> out. Jeez, <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're just like you know. Like, do you think they also looked at like? Do you think Posey was like, man, I don't want to spend sixty games get my ass kicked. <laughs> like, do you think he's like really? That's what well, I yeah, got Well, yeah, he has the, the the obvious reason with the two kids that they're adopting that have issues, but then. I'm 100% on board. A guy that's been all the wear and tear on his legs through all the postseasons and all those other deals behind the plate. If I can take a season off and rest up, why not? Yeah, dude, uh, it's August. It's hot. I'm wearing catching gear. We're losing 12 to 2. I got three rings. I got millions of dollars. I got many kids. What am I doing? Like, what, what's happening? Why am I doing this? I, <laughs> Buster Posey, hey, uh, I feel you, brother. I get it. I, yeah. I definitely get it. All right. Obviously, there's some big time. Uh, you know, favorites this year, um, you know, the Dodgers, obviously. But I, I'm telling you right now, I'm still looking at, I know this is going to piss a lot of people off. I'm looking at the Astros and I'm thinking that, you know, even though they lost Garrett Cole, I think McCullers in a shortened season can be really, really good. Potentially uh, that lineup just doesn't quit. And I think the Nationals are really built for this, this 60 game format because no team has three starters as good as the Nationals on it. I'm sorry. It just it does not exist. That one, two, three is better than everybody else. And in this shortened season, that feels more like a tournament. And I'm going to keep calling it that because that's this is my joy. This is my dream. That's I always wanted a 60 wanted. Game tournament to the World Series, right? Oh, you mm-hmm. and I have talked about this. This yes. was my dream. And all of a sudden, I didn't have to worry about the 100 games regular <laughs> season that I, that I proposed. They just skipped right to the tournament this year. Of course, it's not going to happen next year, but whatever. It was, it's a fun idea. But I feel like the Nats and Astros could very well be back in the World Series. Well, what's interesting is the Nats, usually teams, um, you know, after World Series, all those games, they have a hangover. They, no team's ever had a break like this. So that's that's tremendous in that regard. I think they are built for this. I think the Astros, like, you can't ignore the Astros at all. I wonder if teams like the Twins that always have problems in the postseason with pitching, this might help them more. I don't know. Because that, that offense is so crazy good, but uh, it, it, we're going to see a lot of the the regulars in the end. I have a feeling. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that too. You make a great point. I didn't even think about that. Like you have the extra wear and tear of the postseason on you, and then to not have that starting up again in April, or that's even better. I'm going to steal that, by the way, for other shows when well, I talk about, about how like much Strasburg. Like- Strasburg oh, is always yeah? hurt, and now he's got that time to rest. Goodness gracious. Well, think about Scherzer and the injury too. Yep. Like you know him trying to push things to get ready back again and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and it's and huge. that's a, you know, and I hate to like bum everybody out, but wouldn't it be so twenty twenty to have the Astros win the World Series? I mean, oh, it'd be the perfect uh, you know poster child for the Webster Dictionary when you look it up later. Come on, twenty twenty Astros hoisting that championship. Oh, look, they got a huge chip on their shoulder. They got a ton of talent. I'm just saying, everybody. This whole Yankees Dodger thing that everybody thinks is a foregone conclusion, I wouldn't forego it. Just yeah, I'm telling you right now. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. They're they're pretty good at having things uh, taped to their shoulders, so better watch mm-hmm. out. Hey, let me like the Yankees are too. Apparently, <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> apparently, they are. Well, that's the whole thing. And the big story this offseason was the scandal, and that and it made me laugh because I kept saying to everybody, "Hey guys, they didn't get in trouble for stealing signs. They got in trouble for how they steal signs." Yep everybody is stealing signs this whole thing mm-hmm. of like they're stealing signs is cheating 
bro, I played baseball at a pretty high level and I was encouraged to do that. And we had a whole system in Beckett. And let me tell you, man, like it, it drove me crazy. I found it distracting personally. Somebody trying to relay me. I just want to like be in my own zone. But like the, the thing that makes me laugh is that it, they got in trouble for how they did it. And rightfully so, because they told them don't do it this way. And then they did it that way. And then you got pwned for it and you should. But it's it's just really funny to me that everybody got up in arms. Oh, well, they're cheating. I'm like, this goes on. Every team is trying to steal signs and get tip pitches and all these other things. And it's just it's part of baseball. And I don't like it. But it's part of the game. You're overreacting. Go look at the road OPSs of George Springer, of Alex Bregman, of Jose Altuve. Guess what? They were all better on the road where there's no trash cans. So I hate mm-hmm. to break it to you, folks, but Jose Altuve hit 400 in double A one year. 400. Let that sink in for a minute, okay? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty good. They're, they're yeah, a pretty they're good very, ball club. Yeah, they're all right. They're pretty good. All right. So that being said, there's your quick little uh, <clears throat> recap of the last six months. <laughs> uh, but so let's get back to actual baseball. So opening day today, you got Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer. I mean, th- you know, that's just beautiful. I, I love me some of that right there. Yep. We'll start with the FanDuel slate and then we'll <clears throat> fly over to DK. Uh, on on uh, FanDuel, you got Garrett Cole at the top of the board, 11-4. Scherzer at 10-7. And then, of course, you know, tonight we're just going to jump right in. You know, all things being equal, I think the best ROI of all these pitchers is on the single pitcher slate is Scherzer. And my reasoning is this, that bottom part of the Yankee lineup, once you get past Stanton, you know, Hicks is a decent player. Sanchez has power, but he strikes out a lot. Void is inconsistent. Gardner is Gardner and Urshela is completely overrated. He's got a 700 OPS in his career in the minor leagues. Last year was a complete anomaly. I'm not buying him at all. I'm looking at that five through nine, and I think Scherzer is going to have himself quite a night. And everyone's going to be talking about Garrett Cole. And look, they they might end up pitching to a no decision, both of them. But I, I think Kershaw has a better chance for the win. But, I, you know, I look at those FIP numbers of Kershaw last year, and I look at the ERA, and I, I think a lot of money's going to go to Cole, and a lot of money's go to Kershaw. And if I'm looking, especially in the tournament side today, I think I think Scherzer's the way to go. How do you see this pitching slate with these four guys tonight on the single pitcher? Like, where would you go? And maybe Kershaw is the right move with the chalk in cash games, but I think I like Scherzer in both for for just four hundred, you know, you know, four hundred dollars more. I agree that Kershaw is. There's no such thing as a safe play. That's probably the safest play when you look at that wonderful Giants lineup he gets to face. Mm-hmm. But um, and we'll get into some some interesting plays that could play. But I think he's the best in that scenario. But yeah, it comes down to, to Scherzer and Cole, and I'm with you on the fact that the bottom half of that Yankees lineup is just garbage. I think that that's nothing that Scherzer can't mow right through. I think he's a great play um, on, on a one-pitcher side. He should rack up the Ks in the back end there. We know he does like it to get up the long ball from time to time. Um, we did find out that Nationals Park, fourth uh, least pitcher-friendly park in all of baseball last year. So that could be interesting as well. I think Cole's an elite play in the fact that that Nats lineup isn't that great either after the top four or five, but I, I do I do agree Scherzer's better than Cole if that makes any sense. Well, uh, well, both, both it's just like I'm trying to say like okay, I've got to make every every buck count here, and yes. for the increase of Cole, I don't see the exponential increase in reward potential. Like I think they're True. they are right dead even when you look at both of these lineups and, and, you know, for what it's worth, you know, it is a, it is a road game <laughs> you know, yeah. like for whatever that's worth too. Um, I don't know. It's just, it, like I said, it's just, it's my feeling. It's my approach. That's the way I would take. Cause I think tonight everyone's going to look at it and go Kershaw against the giants. And we know that like, that is the most dangerous trap ever when everything looks yeah. so perfect. It can't possibly fail. Inevitably 
it's not as good as you think it is when it comes to baseball. Like mm-hmm. that's usually it. And if it is, and look in cash games, I understand it. I totally get yep. it. And now on the DK side, it gets more complicated. So hey, you got Scherzer at 8.6. You got Kershaw at 7.7. Notice how I'm not really mentioning Johnny Cueto because I think you're just, you're <laughs> just lighting money on fire. So what would be your pairing? Now, see, on DraftKings is where I want to go Cole Kershaw because I think when I it agree. comes to line. I think when it comes to lineup construction, the difference in price from Cole and Kershaw or Cole and Scherzer is going to push everybody to a Scherzer Kershaw combo. Everybody. So that fourteen hundred dollars difference, which yes, that'll definitely hurt your bats in the end, unless you're smart like you will be when you listen to the show. Um, <laughs> you can go Cole Scherzer and differentiate yourself that way. So that's the difference between the two sites, like you mentioned, the one pitcher versus the two pitcher. That's where I would go that direction. All right, let's stay over on DK right now and look at some of the values on the board. Line startup loves a Wilmer Flores tonight because, well, we all know Wilmer Flores historically always hits lefties. He's in the yes, lineup. He he's going to hit no matter who it is, and I, li- I like it as well. Um, you look at in terms of trying to get, uh, again, some bang for your buck over on DK. I would also pay attention to uh, A.J. Pollock and Chris Taylor, who are both under 4K in terms of values that you can use in there. And on the flip side, in the other game on DK, looking at the Washington Nationals lineup, Look, you know, Carter Keboom is a really good player and he does not get any credit. And if you like throw him a fastball, he's going to get into it. And and people were like, wow, Keboom sucked last year. That was 11 games. Go back and look at the AAA stats. The dude slash three, four, five. I mean, that's an elite level slash. And I'm not saying he's I'm saying is they let Rendon walk because they believe in Keboom. I think you should, too. I think at three seven he's worth the value, and especially when you consider this guy had a three four five slash last year at the AAA level. Yeah, I, I think I think Key Boom is a very nice one there. The Giants, if we're talking value when it comes to the Giants, it, I'm not saying run and stack the Giants by any means. If you want to be super contrarian in a tournament with Kershaw's ownership, you can. But you mentioned Flores. I think Mauricio Dubon is interesting at thirty one hundred, and so is Austin Slater, who hits lefties very well, hits at the top of that lineup. So those are like three cheapies you can look at when it comes to the Giants. But when you look at other values on this slate, I think one that stands out for the Yankees, if he's in the lineup, it's a big if. But Mark Talkman's under 3K, and we know Scherzer can give up the long ball. So that's a GPP value for you as well if you're looking at the drafting side of things. Yeah, and uh, looking over on FanDuel, again, you got some – you always have value with some of the Giants guys. You know, Mike Yastrzemski played well above his head last year. But, you know, who's to say it's it's not going to last? Yeah, it's a bad lefty-lefty matchup. But, look, sometimes you got to take some shots here, okay? <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. you, this is all you got tonight, so you got to take some shots. Flores is just 2.1, by the way, over on uh, FanDuel. Also, Hunter Pence is just wow. 2.4. Um, look, Dubon, 2.3. Some of those giant bats you're going to have to get in bed with tonight, I think, in order to afford any of these pitchers. Mm-hmm. So just choose them wisely there because Kershaw was very good last year, but Kershaw was not – the dominant force, the unhittable guy that like Garrett Cole is now and that Kershaw used to be. So, you you know, keep that in mind Uh, on the Yankee side. If you're looking for, uh, again, I I don't understand why he is. (laughs) He's only 3.4 is Glaber Torres. Like to me, Glaber Torres is the best guy on the Yankees. And I'm going to keep banging this drum because last summer, the dude basically put that lineup on his back. No Stanton, no judge and carried the Yankees offense. Uh, I love him in the middle of this. Look, if they get into the bullpen late, that's the guy to me, like Glaber Torres is that guy that could definitely go yard. Um, you know, and in terms of other values too, you know, Brett Gardner, another guy, 2.7. You know, I'm looking for the veterans here to a little bit in the early going as we go into these weeks, because I feel like they're less shakable to the wackiness that's gone on back and forth. They'll just get up there and play ball. 
Whereas I think for some of the younger guys, this is kind of a weird thing here, getting everybody back. Anything on the FanDuel side of things that really pops for you? And are you willing to pay up, let's say, tonight for a guy like a Cody Bellinger against Cueto or like a Max Muncy at 3-9, who actually looks like a really good value to me tonight? Pointing up And Jock Peterson at 2.8, too. Yeah, there's some nice values here on FanDuel. Uh, Brett Garter, you mentioned him. I think in that same game, Aaron Hicks at 26 could be interesting in the middle of that Yankees lineup. Uh, when you're looking for some cheaper Dodgers, a, a few that really stand out to me, Chris Taylor's having a monster summer camp, and that's one reason why Lux is down besides yeah. the Dodgers trying to save money. He's $2,400. Um, Edwin Rios will be another cheap one if he's DHing for the, the um, Dodgers. Massive power against Cueto. So those are some nice values if you want action with the Dodgers. I could definitely see that. And then you mentioned paying up. Like part of me wants to pay for Mookie Betts instead of Cody Bellinger on both slates, on both uh, sites, because he's he's slightly cheaper. Mookie mm-hmm. Betts doesn't doesn't care if you're a lefty or a righty. He can right. get on base. We mentioned the legs. Steals are a very valuable DFS stat as well. He can he can score runs. I, I think he just adds more to the table, and you save a few bucks between Bellinger and Betts. That's kind of where I've been looking in those scenarios. All right, from the wagering standpoint tonight, clearly the Dodgers are heavy favorites, but you got to lay 284 to win 100. I'm sorry, like that. Yeah, I'm not, not doing that. Just not not a good practice there, and I'm not going the Giants side either. Probably decide in the seventh or eighth inning, which, you know, it favors the Yankees, but I feel like, I don't know, like I feel like Scherzer's got uh, something out there tonight, and then just, uh, again, if I'm going to be on that Scherzer wagon right now, I think I just got to stick with it there in the single pitcher site. So I'm going to stay away from that from a wagering standpoint tonight. Look, sometimes the best bet is not to make a wager. You know, yes. I know it, everyone's excited and, and you're out there and you're like, oh my God, look at this. We're going to, we're going to, no, like, you know what? There's nothing on the board tonight in these two games that I think you want to wager on. Uh, and, and sometimes you just got to, you know, put it in your pocket and, you know, we'll, we'll get you done there tomorrow and the next day and the next day after that. Uh, so that brings us to everybody's favorite part. It's time to call our shot. It's time to tell you who's going yard. Bubba, since you are new here to the show, I want to let you have free reign. The board is yours. I have my name written down. Who is your pick to go yard tonight on opening day? I will clarify this first. Usually I will try to be like more contrarian with my pick, but tonight I, I kind of mentioned him a second ago. Mookie Betts goes deep. New contract, new stadium, new rivalry. Betts goes deep. All right. I'm going to stick with the Dodgers myself. And I'm going to go with Max Muncy, 3.9 over on the uh, FanDuel side there against Johnny Cueto. Max Muncy's got a lot of power. You know, I think it's a good ROI. It's a nice little price there. I think he's in the two spots. Got a lot of protection. Give me Max Muncy to go yard tonight. My goodness. It's like riding a bicycle. Here we are (laughs) right back. And if you're just, uh, Again, finding the show for the first time or coming back, we welcome you to the program. You can go subscribe to the Line Star DFS On Deck podcast. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, just click subscribe every day. Boom, we'll be out there. We're usually here five days a week. Uh, starting next week, it'll be you know easier. We'll be back again tomorrow to break down your Friday slate, and then we'll be on our regular schedule starting next week. If, uh, if a Thursday is a lighter slate on the schedule, then we'll give you the weekend show. So, again, that's why you subscribe, because that's the easiest way to get the show and get the notifications. So, again, Bubba, I'm so happy to have you here. I think we're lucky to have you step in here. You're not a pinch hitter. You, mm-hmm. you are a starter. Don't let anybody tell you differently, my brother. Oh, thanks, go follow him on <laughs> Go follow him on Twitter at Casey Bubba and follow me at Joe Pisa Pia 17 and follow us all 
at the Line Star app over on Twitter as well. And go get that Line Star app because baseball is back and so are we. That'll do it for us here, but the story of the game goes on. For Casey Bubba, I'm Joey P. There's nothing left to do now except step into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck podcast, brought to you by Line Star. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Casey Bubba.